it's called Zoom. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, so just give me one second. I'll check that it's recording. Yeah, it's been recording for nine seconds. Okay, great. Thanks for letting me um, postpone for an hour. I cancelled my meeting with the lawyer because I don't want to do it. <laughs> and I guess we should play postponed. But anyway, and... Uh, what was the lawyer meeting about again? Uh, because I bought a house. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm going to try really yeah. hard not to clear my throat this time. But if I do, can you tell me? Um... I don't want to do that. I think it would hurt your feelings, and I don't <laughs> like that. I don't <laughs> but I will. I will. I will. Okay. Well, I will. But then, okay. if it hurts your feelings, you have to tell me so I can stop doing it because okay. otherwise, I won't agree. All right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We've come to an agreement. Um, I was playing mercy with somebody last night who <laughs> works in housing advocacy, and mm. it had been going on for ages because I'm not strong, but. I am stubborn and I have a really high pain threshold. <laughs> and they like just like put me in all kinds of like, and also they're kind of a coward, so they didn't want to snap my wrist, so they couldn't win. Uh, anyway, but then they were telling me a story about um, just like somebody who uh, like had come to their work because it had been going on for so long. We were just chatting now. Um, yeah someone who had come into their work and now was going to become homeless and I it hurt so badly to hear that I just said mercy and then started to cry <laughs> and they were like this is not satisfying <laughs> this is how I wanted to do it they cheated I don't think they did it on purpose I think they because they, they were like that sucked that was the worst end of mercy ever <laughs> yeah they would have preferred for you to like um be Yelp in, in pain physical pain not just yeah. emotional pain yeah I, I see yeah yeah sex is weird isn't it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. my favourite eyeshadow is missing as of this morning. I don't know where it is. Which it's one is my it? favourite. It's just a single colour. It's like nearly exactly my skin tone and I use it all the time. It's just a little Ooh. bit darker. It's just like the perfect one. I Ooh, use it all it. the time. Um, Pat McGrath. Okay, yes, yeah, so I have one favourite lipstick. Uh, it's the only lipstick that I wear. It's from Yves Saint Laurent. It's my perfect mm. colour. Mm. Uh, it costs like 65 fucking dollars, which is outrageous. Mm. So I have stolen just one of them, but I do have three. <laughs> like as a percentage, having shoplifted one of them is like, That's that fair. makes the price a bit more reasonable. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy because you don't have to justify shoplifting to anyone unless you get caught. <laughs> <laughs> and how the fuck are you going to justify to my mother and a judge mm. 
why I stole a $65 lipstick that I already own two of. (laughs) You just have to plead insanity. And I think you'd get off because it does make you seem mad. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know what happened to it. I've looked everywhere. It's really bummed me out. We'll have to buy a new one. I guess so. A couple. Maybe. What's the name? What's the shade name? Statuesque. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. And it's like a white. No, no. Kind of a white woman (laughs) shade. It's like, yeah, white woman skin. No, it's kind (laughs) of like beigey browny colour. Ah, okay. It's a little bit darker than my skin. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to (laughs) say, you ought to be careful. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to be naming your white eyeshadow like purity or something, you know? It's like a real minefield. <laughs> yeah, no. I think it's uh, a it's, good shade name. It's nice to hear your um voice, Sam. Yeah, you too. How are you going? So Paul has gone away. Mm. He's left for Europe. Um, oh, my God. He, yep. Um, I was really mad at him because he bought a ticket to get the bus to the airport. Yeah, that's ridiculous. uh, Yeah, and I was like, well, first of all, you can just buy the ticket on the bus. There's literally no reason to pre-book a bus ticket to the airport. That is stupid. (laughs) That is an insane thing to do. What if you break your leg You've just and you've decided now not to go to Europe as well as having like lost the ticket you've now also wasted 17 dollars on a bus ticket <laughs> you're not gonna use it it's stupid anyway whatever I could not convince him of this and I also said you have cruelly robbed from me the opportunity to drive you to the airport a favor I could have finally done for you <laughs> and then stormed off into another room so anyway I think I am off the charts borderline at the moment and I'm working on it. I don't know really what to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, I got some therapy sessions coming up and I've been doing That's a lot good. of mindfulness, which is like actual torture. <laughs> um, have I ever told you about the first time I ever did mindfulness? No. So, um, I was in a psychiatric hospital, big surprise. Um, it was my 20s. It wasn't much else going on. And in, I think, like, Caulfield. And this was long enough ago that mindfulness was just taking off. Like, the Headspace app had just been released. And it only had the one narrator, and it just did mindfulness. Now it does all kinds of other things, like gratitude or whatever other shit it has um Mm. and anyway uh so I said to Paul uh who had come to visit me at the hospital look apparently some studies are showing that this is like a useful thing to do so we're just going to do this five minutes of mindfulness that's like narrated by this sort of faux British guy um Mm -hmm. do do you want to do it with me and he was like yeah all right so he did Mm. this five minutes of mindfulness and at the end Paul said Oh, that was pretty easy. I don't really see what the point was. And I said, that was even more unbearable than I could have possibly imagined. (laughs) That was absolute agony. I cannot believe I'm expected to do this daily for the rest of my life. Five minutes is a very long time. uh, Well, now I do 20 minutes a day. What? 
Yep. And I just do it because it's good for you. It just helps your mental health. And you know what? I don't think, oh, yeah, this is good. Thank God, because I've been practicing now and I'm so good at it. I still think, oh, this is even more awful than I could have possibly imagined. <laughs> Every day I forget how unbearable it is. But, you know, I want to live now and not die. So I have to. Yeah. Well, I don't have to. I could literally quit that suffering and just go back to wanting to die and then die and then the suffering would be over. So, But anyway, I've made a choice to do the opposite and yeah. I think I deserve a little bit of credit for that, actually. 100%. Thank you, Sam. Thank You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've informed the pod about my new revelation that um, you don't yeah, die I no anymore. longer want to die anymore. Yeah. Or no, not just that. I guess I didn't want to die before, but I uh -huh. did have to put in effort every day to not kill myself. Uh -huh. You know, like the urge was always there and I had to do something else. Yeah. You know, like imagine if you carry around a, a box of biscuits, but you're not allowed to eat them <laughs> ever. Okay. That's kind of what it was like, but with death. <laughs> you understand the metaphor sort of I thought you were going to say you were like carrying around a box of something and you can't drop it so it's like an effort to hold on to it but you were going for more of a there's something delicious and you want to eat it <laughs> yeah okay. yeah there's sweet relief on the other side Sam. <laughs> your hunger will finally be sated but anyway this is the truth this is the true truth to anybody out there who's going through a hard time. Mm. Your hunger isn't sated. You don't feel relief. Mm. You don't actually feel anything. There mm. is no after. Mm. The only way to ever feel relief or to ever enjoy a meal or to ever satiate your hunger is to go on living. Mm. And it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the pod. Um, <laughs> that's the pod's official position on life. Look, it's not that good. It's pretty hard work. I wouldn't recommend it to a friend. Three stars, but it does have its upsides. <laughs> this is your new position and the pod's official position. Yeah, pod's official being position. Alive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know, it's I huge. think it's. I think actually no other pods that I've listened to have actually gone on record about their <laughs> positions about whether or not living is good. And I think uh, until proven otherwise, all podcasts' official position is that life is not worth it. <laughs> exactly. Prove, prove that that's not your position. Say it. Yes, Stand say it, it, cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but I also want to say this, right, mm. which uh, my therapist says is not necessary to say, but just because I've, like, got this new, like, joie de vivre lease on life, <laughs> which <laughs> it looks from the outside very similar to what I have, <laughs> suicidal, <laughs> which I appreciate, but mm. that doesn't mean I think I'm, like, better than people that still want to die or that do die or that do kill themselves I don't mm. think they're bad or immoral or mm. you know what I mean I just think yeah you're the master of your destiny not under the conditions of your choosing it, you know everybody's just doing what they got to do yeah exactly Ainsley it's I... actually a social failing yeah go on <laughs> yeah 
I was just going to say, I know this isn't the Elon Musk episode, but I am desperate to do the Elon Musk episode at some point. I was talking to Kat and Costa about my Elon Musk facts, and they said that I should turn it into a fringe show, which <gasps> I'm not doing. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, Sam. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> Listen, you should write it. I'll perform it. I've got a real oh, performer's great. voice. Yeah, you, I've got this you're like, a funny performer. intonation. I would be a terrible performer. All right, it's a deal. I don't know it's if that's true, but if you write it, I will say it. Okay, great. And try to find the laugh lines in it and, uh, it, you know, hone, hone it with myself. Was it with you that we went to see a comedy show for Fringe at the um, the Night Owl, I think? Is that what it's called? Or anyway, and it was upstairs and there was a, just a comedian. It was just a comedy show and she had PowerPoint slides. And at the start, she was just going through, like, her Google search history, and we both thought that the whole show was just going to be, like, going down <laughs> internet rabbit holes. And that would have been quite good. Anyway, that's I a little bit. I do sort of remember this show, yeah. I think uh, that's That was, like, and I remember like, us thinking, like, oh, that, that was very promising, but then the rest yeah. of the show kind of fell off. Yeah. I thought, I think we still thought the show was all right, but. We're okay, sad yeah. for what we what it could have been. Yeah, what yeah. it could have been, yeah. And also because anyway. I think it's quite funny to type into Google, like, why are the Irish, right? <laughs> and then get the drop down of what Google thinks you might be about to ask. Like, based that's on your quite a funny screenshot. No, this is just based on the algorithm of what other people have searched. Oh, right. Like, yeah. why are the Irish so stupid? Why are the Irish so drunk? Why are the Irish so sad? Why are the Irish impervious to psychoanalysis? Which that is not a cultural stereotype that I knew existed until that moment. Were you aware that people assumed the Irish were? And then, like, it works both ways, doesn't it? Because you see that. And you think, what? I never knew that was a thing. So you click on it and that rises it higher in the search. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, yeah, that's why the algorithm is going to shred the flesh from our bones (laughs) because we don't interact with it. Like, okay, I looked up the history of how often people have Googled how long does grief last? And consistently throughout the history of Google, people have always Googled how long does grief last, right? Mm -hmm. Like an internal question about the human soul. Like whatever you think a search engine is, that is not how people are using it. They are doing a different thing. They are asking their friend Google in the middle of the night, how long will this hurt for? You know, like anyway. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. grief fucking sucks. Yeah. It's not good. Mm. My grandmother you... died. Yes. I'm very sorry. Yeah, me too. It's a real bummer. I mean, I think it should be on record that she was horrible. Mm. Uh, like just a horrible, just very mean, just a very mean spirited person. <laughs> and not just as a bit I think she was actually cruel right uh, but I loved her and I'm very sad that she's died mm. and I think is she 
Is she the one who had Mahujis instead of martinis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She drank a pint glass of gin every day at 10 a.m. Wow. Um, then had a little nap and then got up and had another one. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hoi yeah. And she lived to be 94. So fucking health is bullshit. It's just designed <laughs> to sell expensive leggings. It's like, forget about it. Do whatever you want. <laughs> what a dessert. <laughs> I mean, don't become an alcoholic, not because of your health, but because it does actually destroy all of your interpersonal relationships. But mm. anyway. Those are important. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody really liked her, so they're not even going to do anything. I'm the only person who even seems that sad about it. They're not uh, going to have a thing? There's not going to be a thing? There's no Shiva. There's no nothing. No. Whoa. Um, everyone, well, everyone's, my mum's in Scotland. My uncle's in Africa. My, everyone, my family's too middle class to be able to organise a funeral in Australian winter. So, and I don't think they would have had one anyway because they didn't like her. That's intense. I've been to funerals of people that nobody liked, you know, just happens. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I liked her. I just also appreciate that she was Yeah. horrible. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, one time my mum was going on an e-harmony date with, like, mm. some fucking Santiago Sierra pot pie hat wearing, like, generic <laughs> male, you know, like, e-harmony <laughs> profile picture. Just, like, just the worst person I could imagine matching with. Absolutely terrible. Anyway. And I, but I was excited for her um, mm. and like thinking about picking an outfit and what kinds of, if she'd organize any questions and what sort of stories she'd want to tell and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And mm. what to do if they were just talking too much, which is a common thing that happens if you're dating boomer men who wear pork pie hats. <laughs> they're <laughs> obviously awful. And, uh, and my Bovera, she said, um, uh, Oh, you've got terrible taste in men. I just don't think you should date anymore. Oh, Jesus. Like, thanks for the fucking pep talk, Ma. (laughs) Date is going to be here in 90 fucking minutes, okay? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fuck, it's just so bad. So mean. So cruel. I mean, nailed it. Good read. But also, like, unhelpful. Bad timing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not 90 minutes before the date. That's definitely yeah. not the time. I mean, my mum sent me a text message to say uh, I was walking. She's on a hike in Scotland. She's walking 20 kilometres a day. Wow. Uh, yeah. And she said, should I come home? I was like, no. Mm. What? That's why? Mm. You weren't going to have a service anyway. Mm. If you're especially sad and you want someone to hug you, I'll fly to you. Don't don't yeah. come home. Mm. No, you're on holiday. You're doing like you're walking some, you know, boring old person walk you've always wanted to do. Your whole life. <laughs> just, keep, just do your little boomer long Scotland walk. Play mm. golf at St Andrews. Just live the fucking boomer dream. It sounds like a literal ironic hell to me, but, do, you know, don't come home. And yeah. she said, on my 20-kilometre walk today, I um, I realised that your 
your grandmother was right uh, on her read about your dad. He mm. wasn't right for me. His unsuitability was, you know, she could have told me in a more gentle way, but uh, but she was correct, mm. right? Mm. And I said, well, <laughs> you know, if I had to choose between being correct and being <laughs> compassionate, <laughs> I would like to think that I would, we would all choose the latter. Mm. But sometimes in our family, we don't. We think mm. being right is the most possibly important thing that you can be. And she had a great read on people because she was like a human threat detector. Mm. <laughs> like she was a fucking crocodile. She could tell you <laughs> where a threat was coming from any direction because she was mm. like so traumatized. Yeah. Um, but like a crocodile can tell you that a tiger's not a kitty, but it mm. can't hug you and keep you warm. Like, mm the way she told you her read on my dad made it more likely for you to marry him, not less. <laughs> you know, you're, she thinks, oh, she wants a perfect husband, but doesn't get that what she actually wants is to feel loved and mm. to get affection, mm. things which you're not giving her. So, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter how inappropriate this man is for her or how you tell her, you have driven her to this mm. you didn't she got the you know she she got the take immediately on my dad but she never got the take in her whole entire life on my mum she's like one for 100 in good takes <laughs> well, people actually need like gentleness and kindness and compassion mm. and hugs and to mm. hold your hand mm. And she didn't have any of those things. That's sad. Yeah, it's really sad, isn't it? Mm. I liked her. She was a fucking good storyteller. And, mm. God, she did good shtick. She was so funny. It's really, <laughs> just really the only, I mean, in a such a mean way, but, like, that's good. <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> She's the only evidence in my family I wasn't switched at birth, so. <laughs> Honestly. Mm. Oh, man, she could tell a fucking story. She felt like, I don't know, like a whole library was trapped inside of her, like a big ancient library, like she just knew all these things. And I, like, lived in a fucking tiny country town where nothing happened. And mm. and there's, like, the library of Alexandria just, like, sitting at the dining room table suddenly. So she lived with you? No, my mum and her didn't really talk when I was a kid. Mm. Also, by the way, she would want me to tell you that the Library of Alexandria was built by Jewish slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Never let an opportunity go past without pointing out that we have suffered. <laughs> no. Uh, when my mother and her kind of tried to reconcile, which they never did very successfully, mm. um, but sometimes we would go and stay there without my mum mm. and sometimes we would stay there uh, um, and her mum was still alive, Emmy. And, right. I thought, and like if you think my mum's mum 
was like a library. Like Emmy was like an alien. Like <laughs> <laughs> Emmy was like a fucking freak show. Oh my <laughs> I just found her like the most interesting thing in the world. I would just like follow <laughs> her around, like staring up at her, being just amazed at what an incredible weirdo she was. <laughs> that much (laughs) nobody else had any time for her because she was also horrible (laughs) I took made me take her to the lawn bowls once I guess when Mm. I was a bit older but Mm. I just pushed her in the wheelchair I couldn't drive she died Mm. before I was you know Mm. she also lived to be like 96 and she drank like a fish maybe Um, that's the key (laughs) yeah pickle the liver Mm. um you got to have a lot of salt then, I guess, as well. Mm. Um, so she made me take her to the lawn bowls just so she could heckle other people who had bad shots. And then we <laughs> left. I said, you're not going to participate in the lawn bowls. And Emmy said, oh, I would never do anything as silly as play a game of lawn bowls. <laughs> I mean, Amazingly mean women, just like incredibly <laughs> off starts mean. That's I so love wild. it. It's um, so good. I was at my sewing class the other night, and my sewing teacher is Italian, and many of the people in the class are Italian because they're like friends of friends of hers, or yeah. you know, daughters of her friends, or whatever. And um, I was sitting across with this girl in her twenties, and um she mentioned that her nonna is a seamstress and I was like, Oh, is your nonna excited that you're sewing? And she was like, not really. (laughs) 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 And I said, that's so weird. My nonna's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I told her that like me and my mom were like, I was at home and mum was like, look at this thing that Sam's made. She's doing sewing, you know, like th- thinking my nonna would be oh, so excited. And my nonna was like, so sweet. <laughs> my nonna was like, oh, yeah, nice, yeah. <laughs> Just like could not be less interested. I know. When I started to learn how to crochet uh, and I would crochet little handles on my tea towels like my dad's mum used to do. Mm. and I would take them to show her to them and I would be like this took me several weeks (laughs) she would be like oh it's just like one you could get in a shop (laughs) and I would think it fucking isn't things you can buy from shops you could buy this from a shop for like three dollars from Kmart okay because she thinks buying it in a shop means that it's like good quality instead of thinking that buying it in a shop means it's from China and I think things that are made by hand are like you know it's nothing like one you could get in a shop it's full of one thing it's full of sweat and blood from my own body anyway (laughs) she just thinks we're trying to imitate shop bought things when we're just we, we've got money we could just go and buy those shop bought things <laughs> not the year 1957 or whatever I said to the currency chick- now as well you know sorry sorry for sound right. I am super borderline I don't I'm working on it I said to the chick like we're like why do we think our our seamstress nonas aren't 
that excited about us learning to sew. (laughs) And we came to the conclusion that they just, she was like, oh, it's just, you know, it's her thing. It's what she's always done for the family. And if I start to sew, then I'm taking it it away from her. Oh, no, but isn't it just more like if you were like, uh, so I took the bins out Mm. uh, for the first time in my life. I'm 37 (laughs) years old. Uh, (laughs) uh, Like last week. And mm. I, to- I told my brother about it and he was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess our bin night's tomorrow, right? Because he doesn't think it's amazing because he just <laughs> takes the bins out all the time. Right, he's right, a normal, right. regular human person. Sure, and every day sure. at 7.45 p.m. he stacks the dishwasher because he has mm. a time of day at which he stacks the dishwasher. Because <laughs> I was switched at the hospital. <laughs> anyway, so maybe it's just like your nonna's not excited because she's like, yeah, sewing, everyone can do it. It's fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, that could be it, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't not know. Not that you're this... stealing her special skill. I think that, that seems like a harsh read. Well... It may be an accurate read. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually very nice to be like, here is a group of people that I love. They are terribly flawed. They cannot see themselves. <laughs> and it doesn't impact on how much I love them at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. She, the girl in my class was like, yeah, she um got this, her friend gave her this really expensive dress, but it doesn't fit her, but it might fit me. So I was going to just alter it myself, but I know she would get upset if I did that. So <laughs> she's just letting her <laughs> alter it for me. Oh my God. <laughs> Imagine actually being an alien and coming from outer space and then trying to understand what is going on with humans. <laughs> Seriously. It's so fucked up. It's <laughs> insane. Mm. Just the things we've started to accept as completely normal. <laughs> Just like huge, great big lies we tell to our families forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like weird concessions we're making to like the intense mental illnesses of our first generation <laughs> grandparents. <laughs> Imagine trying to convince my booba that trauma was a real thing. She didn't even think stress existed. Jesus. She thought, I mean, she conceded that it was real, Mm. but that it was just a test. (laughs) And the powerful would overcome it and the weak would succumb to it. Right, right. This is a very... um that generation in general thing. Yes, but she was visiting me at the time of this revelation Mm. in a psychiatric hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there is a time and a place to tell people that you don't think you think mental illness (laughs) is just a weakness (laughs) that you are unable to master, and I would suggest that that is not the time or place. I just don't think that's a good crazy I don't think that's a good take either. It's a bad take. take. <laughs> Fine. But I'm not really in a position to argue the opposite sure, side of the shape sure. right now. I am heavily sedated. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? And all, there were other people visiting at the same time. Like my mother had obviously brought her. Mm. And she didn't interject. 
<laughs> oh my god anyway she still apologizes sometimes for not she just said look I, I, I thought you would be more able to forgive me than she would so I didn't say anything <laughs> like she did the math of which of the two of us were more forgiving and who she should go into bat for and get just kept stum <laughs> oh man which like cowardly but relatable <laughs> yeah it sounds like their relationship was complicated uh yeah 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 I think I would more like term it as just like fucked. Sure. In a hacker's way. Like I'll give, <laughs> I'll give you uh just like some examples. So okay. when my uh mum decided to leave my dad because he's not very good. Mm. Uh I mean he's got his own stuff going on, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, but yeah. at some point you become personally responsible for how much of a fuck wit you are. Mm-hmm. Uh and I would suggest that's just the moment after you've pulled your fist back behind your shoulder. But anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> my mum decides she's leaving my dad and she calls up her mum to tell her. And my bubba said, well, I told you, didn't I? I did tell you. I did tell you. I was good. And my mum was like going to ask for money or a place to stay or like some anything. And instead, she applied for public housing and she moved to a housing commission house in Darwin, a place she'd never been to before, Mm. and got her physio degree and got a full-time job as a physio with two children under the age of two Mm. while doing her master's and never asked her very wealthy family for a single dime, Mm. right? Mm. And just became independently wealthy by being like a fucking like robot of second wave feminism, like made flesh in all the worst <laughs> possible ways. And then when they were dividing up the estate, my mother said, I will not be requiring any of the estate, period. Thank mm. you, period. <laughs> oh, just one text. Intense. To the family to say, I didn't need you. Mm. I did it all on my own and mm. I still don't. And you think I would be able to get over it, but I can't. This grudge will last forever. Mm. And I'm kind of on her side. Yeah. Some things you just can't forgive. Sure. Anyway, sorry if that was too much of a downer for the pod. No, not at all. This is the downer episode when Bubba died. <laughs> um, everybody's really sad. We've cooked the planet. Mm. It's the fucking uh, Assad is shaking hands with Mohammed bin Solomon. They've been trying to kill each other for 12 years. Thousands, tens of thousands of people have died in a war between these two people so they could just fucking shake hands at the end of 12 years. Mm. Remember how long ago the Arab Spring was? Some people have been fighting that whole time. Oh, mm. my God, it makes me so angry. I mean, I'm furious. I didn't know okay. anything about that. I've stopped watching the news. 
or listening to the news or yeah, okay. engaging with the news. Well, I don't also don't do any of those things. I don't understand how this information plays into <laughs> my blood. I <laughs> don't know. Just to clog my arteries. <laughs> war is happening. Every now and again, I like to check in to see what's happening in, in that war. I guess mm. apparently for other people, they can just forget that we've, mm. we're still, you know, we're still at war with Afghanistan and it's been 20 years or whatever. But mm. I can't. It's mm. not. I'm not a good enough forgetting machine. I'm working on it. You remember a lot of stuff. Okay. Remember Syria? Hmm? Do you remember Syria, the war the in Syria and the, the war, Arab yes. Spring? I'm they aware, were yes. fighting for the liberation of their people. We armed them. We promised to bring them democracy and mm. we gave them no such thing. They just yeah. all died. And they ended up with the same dictator they had at the beginning. And mm. now we're shaking hands with that person. So, mm. But, you know, our ally from Libya, mm. who we sodomized to death with a knife, mm. that that one's dead. And that country is completely fucked. So mm. whatever. Sorry. Sorry. This isn't a <laughs> geopolitics episode, but it is absolutely infuriating. American hegemony is... I, this is why I have very sympathetic to QAnon people, right? Right, yeah. Their, like, hunch that the government, all people mm. in power, mm. every police officer and security guard and judge. No, no, they like the police, though. Okay, well, whatever. They think all of these people in positions of power mm. are just working to protect the interests of a pedophilic corporate elite. Which yeah. it turns out is it's the case. True. Yeah, so they correct. are correct. They haven't quite done the Marxist analysis yet, but I believe <laughs> in them. But the people that have done the Marxist analysis are not that optimistic that eventually we're going to get a socialist utopia. But the mm. QAnon people do think they're going to see Hillary Clinton be killed on live TV. Mm. And that is a fucking sick fantasy that I also have. And it would be <laughs> maybe better to not be a Marxist and to instead be into QAnon. They also believe in a socialist utopia. They don't describe it that way, but they do believe that when Donald Trump is the God Emperor King ruler again, it's that gonna he's going to make healthcare free. Yeah. He's going to do all the things that they say that they, you know, are politically yeah. opposed to, but they want yeah. it if Donald Trump does it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's very annoying. Yeah. But um. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting, isn't it? You know, um, <clears throat> they did a survey to ask Americans where the phrase uh, "from each according to their capacity to each according to their need" came mm. from. And like 70% of it said that it came from the American Constitution. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I don't want to die. <laughs> Not like we think black people are just three-fifths of all other people. No. They think the Constitution says from each according to their ability to each according to their need. It is... Fucked up. 
Yeah, I don't know which. I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about how deep fakes are getting so good that you can do them in real time. Like you can have an, a person talking and then like film them, and then in real time, it'll look and sound like somebody else is doing what you're, whatever you're doing. Um, yeah. and like, won't this be terrible for um misinformation and blah blah blah? <laughs> and the people were like, on the podcast were like. But people already just believe whatever they want to believe <laughs> yeah, anyway. Exactly. People you know? are going out into the world, so, like doing scientific experiments to find the truth. They're mm. going out into the world in search of evidence that confirms belief they already hold. <laughs> That's what Obviously. I do. Yeah. <laughs> if I read a study and it said, actually, safe injecting rooms don't save lives and they make people use heroin more, I'd be like, who conducted this study? Where? <laughs> Under what conditions? In which country? Where yeah. was the heroin coming from? I don't buy this for a second. I would just not be convinced because I just don't believe that to be true. Yeah, 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 exactly. So people who we are also to form their opinions are weird <laughs> I know it's like whenever somebody on their dating profile, which I realized recently that the main place where I encounter dum-dums in the world who I've mostly <laughs> been able to avoid because I don't work in customer service and, uh, you know, at least, you know, most people that work in the theater have a thought about what they think mm. nature might be, that it mm. might be a made up concept or the human soul or, uh, you know, like the capacity for beauty, right? Mm. Which it turns out a lot of dum-dums walking around the world have not even thought about at all. Mm. I've never looked at the sky and been like, very beautiful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but the only place I really encounter them is on dating profiles mm-hmm. where I have to read that they're open-minded and they try anything once and, um, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. And I think like what – and then they say like, I'm an exhibitionist and I'm also open to having people watch. And it's like, what the fuck do you think an exhibitionist is? <laughs> this is a redundancy. Just put in the minimum amount of effort. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to match with people so I can correct the grammar of their dating profiles. Um, anyway. Uh, or want people that write, oh, who reads these anyway? And it's like, well, I'll tell you who reads them. Like <laughs> the only person that's going to read this article, this like sentence are the people that read it. And all the people <laughs> that don't read it that you're talking about don't even know you ever said it. What is being open-minded? I'm not open-minded, actually. I've made up my mind about fucking stacks of shit. <laughs> I'm just supposed to go through the world collecting data and then being like, oh, it's all the same. You're supposed mm. to be like, look, I prefer the vanilla slice from the loaf in. I'm not going to go all the way to fucking Carlton. I just don't think it's better. <laughs> not just like I'm open-minded. Yeah. Happy to I don't be know. corrected about you know, I'll try your vanilla slice, but currently I have discerned which one I think is the best. Mm. And there's heaps of shit I don't want to try once. 
right? Like heap of shit. Just have, you have such poverty of imagination. If you can't imagine <laughs> a single thing you would not like to try. <laughs> serious. No, I agree. I, um, this is com- kind of, it's completely unrelated, it but. um that good. I don't want to try it. Sorry. <laughs> It's unrelated, but on the topic of not having imagination, and I might have ranted about this on the pod already, but I was talking to a guy about how homogenized our lives have become under capitalism, and he was like, no, I don't think so. I totally disagree with that. And I was like, oh, really? Can you give me an example? <laughs> and he was like, well, for instance, I know this person. They identify as non-binary, and, and also they identify as a space alien, and they work for the Australian Air Force. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and I was like, um, <laughs> don't think <laughs> – I think oh my God. those are I, all, like, you? pretty superficial. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, not only you. that, but <laughs> what you're actually <laughs> saying is even if you're a non-binary and an alien, the state <laughs> will still compel you to join yeah. the military. <laughs> so, like, actually, the homogenization is so powerful that no matter what personal choices you choose you to identify yeah. yourself with, you will end up just still being <laughs> compelled or, I don't know, interpolated, I guess, is how yeah. the left would describe it, by society. Yeah. And your fucking mm. Air Force buddy is a baby killer and you should disassociate <laughs> yourself with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just like the confusing of the personal identifications with like the capacity to live your life in a meaningfully different way is yes. really what's driving me crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. 90% of people across the world like live under a very similar government. Like we all yes. el- have elections. We all more or less go and buy food in supermarkets. We all consume yes. pretty much the same culture. We all kind of play the same sports. We all, yeah, like, and I actually I, think the people. Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, like, uh, the the you know, it's like with that article where um, people from the Taliban were like, "Oh yeah, it was really cool when we were at war, but now that we're running the country, we'll have to go <laughs> yeah. to the office from nine to five, and it kind of sucks." <laughs> Like, yeah, take that. That's the actual American, <laughs> like, um, homogeneity. Yeah. It's like even if you win the war, you still end up having to live like a fucking lib dem. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. It's on yeah. my mind because I've been reading The Dawn of Everything um, by oh, David yeah, Graeber. Great choice. And yeah. even, like, in the first couple of chapters, he's talking about I don't know, just like these radically different ways that humans used to live, like in the, you know, not extremely distant past, like, you know, a few, like maybe five centuries ago. Yeah. And it's just like the lack of imagination that we have now to imagine anything besides how things just are. Capitalist realism. Yeah. yeah, It's pretty, it's a bit of a bummer. It's it's a real bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but. I fucking hate people who tell you that they're a realist. They're from the mm. leftist, but they're a realist. And I always want to be like, well, what's so fucking logical about hopelessness? 
you mm. fucking moron. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> optimism is much more logical. It is the only way that things will actually improve. Mm. It like it's not an accident that the right have made you feel like there's no possibility that you can bring about the socialist utopia. <laughs> that was their project <laughs> to make you feel like you couldn't do it. Yeah. You're letting them win point. right now. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I know what you go... mean about this homogeny argument. Yeah. I think you are obviously correct. Obviously and also correct. most people just don't think about things like, I don't know, it, it makes me crazy. Yeah. I, I just wanted to talk about one thing, but do you have to okay. go very desperately? Um, I've got like 10 minutes and then I have to go on a date, um, which, Ooh. yeah. Arr, 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 arr. Second date? No, first date. I'm not excited about it it's just it's just like a chore that I have to do but, okay um... great yeah good <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah, gonna no, do I think it this is like a healthy a healthy relationship to have with your search for a soulmate and <laughs> congratulations <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> uh, obviously dating is annoying yeah. Uh, I really like somebody like I like them a lot and yeah. in a, a way that's probably like too much but you know mm. what if you think this is too much you should get <laughs> out <wait>. now because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly I mean yeah I am a lot okay you either think it's worth it or you don't I can't be the one to decide for you you'll have to do that on your own mm. but they didn't like debt the book yes Oh my God. And this is how the conversation went. I said, did you like, did you read debt? And they were like, yeah, I wasn't really, I, I, I read it. I, I guess I didn't really finish it. I was like, oh, you didn't finish it. And they were like, yeah, I guess I didn't really like it. And I went, you didn't like debt? <laughs> the most incredulous, like, you know, my new thing I'm trying to do where I give people more space to disagree with me. Yeah. That was a, a bad example where I failed <laughs> to make it acceptable to disagree. <laughs> anyway, and ever since then, sometimes I'll bring something up where I'll be like, well, don't worry about it. I'll just come get you from the station. We're supposed to be burdens to each other. You would have gotten this point if you'd finished reading debt. But I guess, you know, it was quite long. <laughs> I just can bring everything back to the one thing I found to be <laughs> like annoying. But which, like, think about how annoying that must be for them. I have a million annoying traits. They didn't like one book. It wasn't even that they didn't like it. They just said I sort of got the idea, and I didn't really feel like I had to keep reading. Interesting. Uh, which okay. Interesting uh, position. Yeah. Um, not that interesting, just actually wrong. Bad take. Yeah. <laughs> Incorrect. Go back, do the reading, then afterwards you'll know it was worth it. But you can't know if it's worth it or not before you've read it, can you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm, but I'm trying not to go too turbo, so I think I, I'm trying to keep those thoughts to myself. <laughs> it accidentally dropped that we have a podcast, and I pray to God that they never find it because it is unhinged, and I'm trying to cosplay as a regular human girl. <laughs> um luckily our podcast is impossible to find and I'll <laughs> listen to it <laughs> people who already have the link somewhere. <laughs> yes 
we have actively made it, been actively hostile to our listeners. But you know, we've decided not to re. We're renaming the podcast, but we're not creating a new feed because yeah, fuck off. We're going to become famous, and then when you search meta, it's not going to be like, oh, it's a Greek word, and it means all of the great. It means the telos, the big story. <laughs> it's going to be like it's the story about the story. It's going to be like it's a fucking cool podcast. It's got two cranky bitches on it. You'll never fucking know what they're talking about, but they're extra. They're through the roof. Five stars. <laughs> And this is going to be your mum that's reviewed it. <laughs> hey, Ross. Hey, mum. Right. And dad. Oh, yeah, sorry. That was mean. Um, <laughs> all right, well, you got to go. Okay, yeah, I got to go. Um, I love Where you very much. Again? Love you too. Date to have oh, a cake. That's right. We're going to have a coffee and a cake. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Yeah. yeah. I hope Will it's you over reveal quickly. the name of your date on Sam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like you're going to the gynecologist. Kind of, yeah. I hope it, uh, just uh, something I it in and to... out over and over again, <laughs> and then it's done. It's Oof. just a thing that I have to do. It's like, yeah, like going grocery shopping. It's, yeah. Yeah, brushing your teeth. Yeah. general lifestyle maintenance one yeah, of many exactly. chores mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no we gotta it's do not my fault that there's nobody to date in the entire world you know? yeah I mean you're mostly dating men right yeah heterosexual men yes yeah, that is a, a very poor pool to draw yeah. from mm. I'm so sorry it's okay. I mean, you could just do what I'm doing, which is dating a whole bunch of homosexual men. It's complicated in a different <laughs> way. But I mean, at least I enjoy their company. <laughs> Sorry Man, about bi-erasure. Fuck off. It's not, what? that's not the, what they mean when they talk about bi-erasure. Go on. One more thing before I go. This is an example of a terrible date thing <laughs> to me recently because of my age and my sexual preference I am dating mostly people who are um poly so they have a partner because by the time you get to 37 most people have like found somebody who doesn't irritate them to spend their time with I have failed but you know most people have not failed yeah (laughs) this is the most annoying person I've ever met in my life And the so anyway, marriage is real, and you should tell people who are in ethical non monogamous <laughs> relationships that when they get to seven years, you've got odds on that they will break up. <laughs> anyway, go on. So, most of the people that I'm dating are in non monogamous relationships, and I went on a date with this guy, it went really well, we had good chemistry, uh, we had good chat. I was looking forward to seeing him again. We had another date planned. I got all dressed up. I looked great. I went out to the club with my friend before the date because we're going to meet at eight. So I went to the club that she owns and we were having a drink before it opened. And one and a half hours before the date started, he texted me to say that he had a really rough day at work and some stuff blew up with his partner that he was hoping would blow over before our date, but it hadn't. So he couldn't come on the date. Yeah, I actually had this uh, occur with one of my lovers who remarkably I still see 
because every time he does something incredibly dumb like that or says, oh, I'm going on a date tonight, but if it doesn't work out, can I come meet you at the party? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, can I be your backup to your date that you're going on? Can I go to a party with my friends, but where I have to keep an eye on my phone in case you might want to drop in? <laughs> Yeah. What? I'm not gonna. I'm go- trying to fuck other people at the party, not waiting for you to arrive. <laughs> I'm not your consolation prize. Anyway, what a piece of shit. And also, this is just a public service announcement to all poly men. Don't just like hope that stuff with your primary partner is gonna blow over in time for you to go on a date with someone else. Like, sort your fucking shit out before you start dating other people. This That's is my the reason why I swipe right more likely on people who are poly than mm. people who are in ethical non-monogamous relationships. Right. Because ethical non-monogamy positions itself against monogamy, right? It's right. Uh, defining itself in opposition to the norm, mm. right? It thinks of itself as like this fringe idea because traditionally those people are in monogamous relationships, but they're just like not digging their primary partner as much as they used to. Right. And so now yeah. they're fucking around, but don't worry. They've put ethical in the front of it because they're <laughs> fucking around and their partner knows about it. And I don't want to <laughs> date that guy. No. I want non-hierarchical. I don't want to be. This isn't like a numbered concubine system <laughs> where I am second exactly. to the person that you live with, and then there's the third girl who you just fuck sometimes on a Wednesday. Like, no, that is a fucked up way of relating to people. That is a 100%. bad version of society. Yeah. Also, ethical. One... Fuck off. <laughs> Someone asked me if I'd read the ethical slut. And I had to, like, I picked my glass up as if I was going to just spill it onto the table. But then I (laughs) took a deep breath and I just put it down and said, I think the framing of the book is problematic and so I have not read it. (laughs) Which I'm getting pretty good at stuff like that. Congrats. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Shane did, I did say to Shane last night, let's agree to disagree. But like Mm. this, well, I think we should probably just agree to disagree and he said or they they said every time you say that it kind of sounds like a threat (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying the conversation is over but I am going to smother you in your sleep (laughs) okay I have to go but I have one more public service announcement it's just for people who live in Adelaide it is that the on and off ramps for the freeway are for getting up to speed for the freeway so (laughs) when you get onto the on ramp that's when you start accelerating so that by the time you get to the bottom you are at the same speed of the other traffic on the freeway and you're not just like cramming yourself at 60 kilometers an hour onto the freeway here's just a public service announcement for everyone that doesn't live in south australia when you go there don't expect them to be good drivers. They're fucking right. shit. 100%. They're the worst drivers of any state in, in Australia. The entire world, and I've been to Tasmania.
Sweet. 